Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hey gang, Bill Kasky back at the Bill Kasky Podcast. It is late, late at night again. I'm doing this podcast after spending some time with some friends, watching a couple of games on TV, a couple of NCAA basketball games, and I came home and I said, oh my God, I got a podcast tomorrow. So let's get into our quote for the day. No one on this planet has lived your life. So when you say you have nothing to say, you're living a lie. Oh, I love that quote. Think about how many times we discount our own story. I'm going to actually talk about that in what I'm going to speak about today. But uh, it's a it's a travesty that we sometimes just accept that we're not all that special and we're not that unique. And the story is what makes us unique. So don't live a lie. Oh, by the way, if you like what you hear today and you're a sales leader or CEO, I've got a special report for you. It's a 12-point examination called... What the hell's going on with my sales team? You can access it free, billkasky.com forward slash WTH. It's got 12 problems that sales teams have, and i give you a little bit of clue on how to start to remedy them. I'm going to talk today a little bit about a what I might call a code of conduct. And we run a sales peer group, mastermind group called the 2X Group. And in it, I have a group of sales professionals that we meet twice a month. And we have some principles and some kind of rules to live by, because I know if a person, if you want to 2X your income or your results, you've got to live by some framework. There's got to be some kind of framework or operating efficiency that you run and, and, and kind of live by. And so what I call the 12 disciplines of 2X, and some of these are going to be a little familiar to you. Some might be a little strange or weird, or maybe uh, you haven't heard in a while, but I've got 12 here, and I want to share these with you. I'm just going to give you each one and then a, a sentence or two afterwards. Uh, but the reason I'm doing this is because I, I want uh, you to be thinking, am I doing these things? Am I following any of these things? And if you are, hats off. But if you aren't, you probably need to consider following some of these some of these rules, some of these disciplines. I call them disciplines because I do think there is a... a discipline to following them, but you first have to know them. So let's go through them one at a time. The first one is be a leader. And I don't really much care whether you have people that are reporting to you. If you have direct reports, if you're a sales manager, VP, owner, president, CEO, head, cook, chef, and bottle washer. How does that go? Cook, chef, and bottle washer. I don't care what role you play. The question is, when you're around people, are you a leader? Do you have direct conversations? Are you prescriptive about what's next and then what's next and then what's next? Think of a great director in film. They don't just work on the scene that they're in and involved with. They're constantly thinking two or three steps down the road. Okay, we're going to film this scene, and then we're going to go to this location, film that, got to make sure the trucks get there and all the equipment. And so they're always, they're directing, they're leading all the time. 
I think your role as a leader of people and a leader of self is to direct the conversation, control the process, not the people in the process, but the process itself. Number two is be unbiased. When you're talking to a potential client or client, I think the more we bring our biased attitude to the mix, the less people believe of us. And I think we have to practice this because if if left on our own, we will always be biased toward our own opinion. But when you get into a prospect discussion, don't have an opinion. Don't be biased. Um, I think there's when we are, we try to get people to do things and we try to get people to do what we want them to do. What do they do? They resist. And so I think if we can show up in an unbiased fashion, I think that really allows us freedom to do what needs to be done and say what needs to be said, as I've talked to you before in this. So be unbiased. Number three, tell stories. Your stories are magic. It starts with your own personal story. What is your story? How did you get where you are today? I was listening to a gentleman the other day who's a consultant and coaches people on their stories. And he says, you know what? If you find a story within you, it doesn't even matter if you ever tell it. Just knowing it will give you confidence. It'll give you a serenity. It'll give you wholeness. It'll up your value in your own eyes and mind. So stories aren't necessarily things we tell to people and bore them with. Well, let me tell you my 35-minute story. I've got some PowerPoint slides to go along with it. No, get clear on what your story is, what you stand for, what you stand against. And the clearer you are about that, the more confidence you will have. Number four, refer to your dreams often. Do you have dreams? Do you have a five-year plan or a 10-year plan? Or as Dan Sullivan has a 25-year plan, I think that's a little bit much, but maybe you do. But do you have any dreams about what you want your life to be like, what you want your income to be like, your relationships, your home life, your sense of adventure, your athletic prowess, your fitness, your health? Do you have a dream out there? And the question then is the the discipline around it, I mean, is refer to them. Do you have them written down? Do they, are they in pictures? Are they in graphics? Are they in images? Do you refer to those? If not, then it's not surprising that your dreams lose power. And if you are not referring to them often or at least seeing them, there is uh, th- there's going to be a lack of motivation. So find someone around you who can help you dream, who can provoke your dream. Provoke is a is a word that the Latin root of it is to draw forth. So when I say I provoke you, I provoke you to think. I make you think so that you can tell me what your dreams are and kind of dig a little bit deeper. We do that in all of our coaching is just what's your dream project? What's the plan? Number five, deal in contexts. Understand the thing around the thing. Don't just look at the point on the map. Look at the context of the map. Uh, Who you are today has been built in the context of your experiences and your pains and your goals and your achievements and your wellness and your suffering and your wins and losses, resilience, all that stuff. All that is a context of who you are. So, yes, you might be a 43-year-old VP of sales who earns $175,000 a year, but you're much more complex than that. And if we don't deal in context in the whole territory, looking at the whole territory, then I think we, we uh, discount ourselves. And the same goes for when you're in front of a prospect. Are you dealing with context? Are you dealing with the problem or are you dealing with the problem they say they have in the context of their business? 
contexts are really vital, and we've really never been trained how to do that. I think we happen onto it naturally, but uh, dealing with context is a really interesting discipline. I think you should just think about that when you go through your day tomorrow. Discipline six, find the core reason for people to act. I say the core pain, but it might not be a pain. People don't always act because they are in pain. They act because they're either just uncomfortable where they are. They want to get to a new future, to an ideal outcome. But get good at thinking about what's the reason that a person would agree to see me? What's the reason someone would buy from me? When they talk to that, you about their issues, go deeper. Understand the core issues, some, something that's a little bit deeper than just, yeah, I'd like to increase my sales. Because there's always a different dimension. There's always a deeper level of pain or frustration or aspiration. And listening, I say, is not the end goal. It's what you're listening for that's the end goal. So always understand that there's a core reason people do what they do. One of your disciplines as a 2X performer should be to constantly be in pursuit of that. Number seven, publish your wisdom. Just think about how much you learn every day, every week, every month. You have experiences with people, with systems, with procedures, with your internal team. You find problems. You solve problems. You deal with customer mistakes. You deal with customer misconceptions. You explain things to people. You've got to find a way to publish that content. I do it through this, through the podcast. I also do a lot of LinkedIn videos and YouTube videos. Whatever platform you choose... A discipline for a 2X performer, somebody who's looking to double their output, is you've got to publish your wisdom. Give people a sense and a chance to see how you're thinking about things, your perspective, how you organize the world around you, how you organize the prospects that you have, how you deal with issues that come up. That's very important for you to publish this wisdom. You have it. I think the world deserves to hear it and to see it and to read it. Number eight. Be less eager. Never be eager to do business with someone. You, you drop into this needy role of seller and convincer and persuader, and it really just creates resistance, as I said earlier. Your goal should not be to pursue the sale or to get the sale. Your goal should be to create space with your prospect or client that allows them to tell you the truth about what's really going on in their business, in their life, in their, in their situation, circumstances, dilemmas, whatever. The more eager you are, the less likely someone is to tell you the truth about their real situation. So just don't be eager. Be less eager. Be eagerless. That's it. Eagerless. T-shirt. Eagerless. Number nine, be clear future oriented. If there's a reason to go further with another call or another meeting or another something kind of promise you're going to make, then get your calendars out. Be clear future oriented. Okay, we've had this meeting today. Seemed to go well. Here's what I think we should do next. What do you think we should do next? Okay, let's put something in the calendar. Let's get our schedules out right now and plan the next step rather than, hey, let me get back with you. Let's talk a little bit later and I'll get back and we'll see if we can do something. Now, I'm guilty of this because I always feel like I do a pretty decent job in the sales process. And most of the time people are pursuing me, calling me, which is number 12, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, But you've also got to make sure that you don't let time go by. And it's always better if you schedule something while you're in front of the prospect for the next step. Number 10, acknowledgement and appreciation. When you meet someone, 
I like to tell people and coach people, acknowledge the fact that you are both here. I had a training last week in New Orleans, and I was thinking about before the meeting, I was thinking, you know, there's going to be 70 people in this room. We're going to have a great conversation. What are the odds that my grandparents got together and did their thing and the parents got together and did their thing and here I show up in the world and I'm, you know, 50 years, 60 years after I am born, I'm in this room with these 70 people, all who had the same story. And, and the, the notion that we're all here in one room together, I think is amazing. I think there's an appreciation for that and an acknowledgement that you have to say, you don't have to go through the whole grandparent-parent thing. But the point is that when you meet someone, don't thank them for inviting you in because that puts you in a one-down position. If they did, that's fine. But usually, or don't thank somebody for agreeing to see me. Just say, look, I really appreciate uh, us getting together today. I just want to acknowledge. I'm glad we were able to connect and I've been looking forward to this. I don't know where I heard the remark, but that which you appreciate becomes more valuable. So I think that's a good way to think about relationships and uh, mainly relationships and sales. So acknowledgement and appreciation. Number 11, work on the next goal back, the goal behind the goal. So when you ask somebody, a prospect or a client, what their goals would be for working with you, always go to the why do you want that? What's behind it? This goes for all of us, including you. There's always a goal, one behind the goal that you're talking about. And that's the one we need to know. So if I were to ask you, if I were coaching you, and I would say, what do you, what do you want to accomplish in 2020 or 2021 or the next year? Tell me a little bit about what your hopes and dreams and goals are financially and relationships and business and, and skill sets and scalability and all that. You'll tell me, but you'll tell me the superficial and the surface level version of that. And what I want to know is the next goal back. Why do you want that? What would that mean to you? Because that's really where the emotion is. Number 12, refer often to the adage, they need you worse than you need them. You see, we forget that. Our personal needs are so front and center. You know, if you're in a quota carrying kind of situation, or even if you're not, if you say, look, I want to, I want to generate 10 new clients this year. And let's say it's June and you haven't, you've gotten a couple and you still have eight to go and time starts to run out a little bit. We put pressure on ourselves. And when we do that, we're looking through our own eyes at things. And I think that's where we get into trouble. So we've got to hijack that prevailing attitude of, I need this business because that's not helpful for anybody. It's not helpful for you. It's probably not helpful for your prospect because if you're not at your best, and I don't think you are when you're attached and desperate and anxious, I don't think you're at your best. And I think prospects deserve your best. I think the prospect deserves for you to be unbiased and detached and in an understanding state that they need you worse than you need them. They have problems they want to solve that you can fix. They have dreams they want to accomplish that you can help them aspire to and achieve and accomplish. So they need you worse than you need them. You have to refer to that often, though, because we, we will forget that. We have to constantly remind ourselves that we solve problems that need solved. And that the economic value we bring to the market far exceeds the price they pay to get that value. It's really kind of an unfair equation. You bring a million dollars worth of value and you charge $100,000 for it. Uh, that seems kind of unfair. It seems like kind of a no-brainer. But if you never find out that they have a million-dollar problem 
because you're too eager to sell them something and you don't have that they need you worse than you need them, then we will never get to that. So you've got to understand your economic value that you bring to market far exceeds the price they pay to get it. And when you do those things, if you take those things in some, I can almost promise you, you will be 2Xing your business. So if you're interested in a little bit more about the 2X group, you can go to BillKasky.com and on the front page there will be some, uh, some links to that. I'm really glad you joined me today, and I'll be back next week for another edition of the Bill Kasky Podcast. Got a couple of uh, great guests coming up, so I think you'll enjoy that. Once again, go to BillKasky.com, and if you want to download the free report, What the Hell's Going On With My Sales Team, this presumes you're an owner, leader, VP of Sales, or Sales Manager, go to BillKasky.com slash WTH. See you next time. Bye.